It's time for the Say Hey Podcast, your San Francisco Giants podcast for the real ones, available wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes are released weekly. Follow on Twitter and Instagram at Say Hey Podcast and like our page on Facebook. Welcome to part two of Say Hey and Friends. I am Doug Hayes, joined by Robbie Lewis. Rob, it's part two. What's up, brother? It's part two of uh, we don't know because we don't know when we get in baseball again. But um, part two of uh, talking with good friends, getting drunk. You know, this is uh, this is sports as finest right here because I don't know what the hell we're even going to talk about tonight. Can't wait. Can't wait. Thank you, Bart Scott. Um, Bart our Scott. second our second guest of the series, we're excited to bring on Angelina Martin. She is the lead reporter for the Turlock Journal covering uh, high school and local sports, and she works on other stuff as well. Also, uh, co-host of the 49K podcast, which is a 49ers podcast with Steph Sanchez. Um, Angelina, welcome aboard Say Hey Podcast. How's it going? I'm well. Thanks for having me. Did I hear you say I'm your second ever guest? Well, or on, no, on this series, this series. This okay. Series, yes. Okay, good. I was like, that's way too much pressure. Like, no. <laughs> please don't let that be the case. Um, Say hey, yeah. podcast lockdown mode. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's true. I'm, I'm good. Um, thanks for having me. I'm excited to talk about the lockdown, I guess. Super exciting, <laughs> but I'm, I'm glad to be here. I know we're going to talk about a lot of cool stuff. We could talk about a bunch of every little thing here and there, and then we could just touch base on the lockout towards the end. Because that's, I mean, what's there to talk about? There's nothing yeah. to talk about. And I'm definitely no lockout expert, so. Neither are we. Right. <laughs> so, um, you, you, so you write for the Turlock Journal. Uh, tell, tell us a little about what you do uh, down in uh, Bulldog Country down there. Yeah. Oh, don't let Pittman High hear you say that. It's also pride country. Sorry, we got, sorry, sorry, Pittman. We have three high schools. We have a private school too that I actually went to. Um, but, <laughs> so yeah, uh, you kind of hit the nail on the head. I obviously do, um, you know, our, our high school sports and local professional teams. We have a semi-pro soccer team in Turlock. Um, we have a professional indoor soccer team. Soccer is huge here. Uh, and then I'm also able to go cover like uh, professional sports too. So I've covered some Niners games, um, covered some Raiders games back when they were still here, have yet to make it to a Giants game yet somehow. Um, that's definitely on my list. I need like a good Turlock reason to go. Um, but yeah, I, I <laughs> do a lot of sports and I dabble also wear a lot of hats. I do politics, uh, education, government, agriculture government is politics idiot uh, but I, I pretty much do everything uh, but yeah sports is is the best one for sure hey angie i, I want to back up a little bit um because uh angie you went to stanislaus state i went to stanislaus mm-hmm. state oh go warriors so, I, so yeah go warriors so, so i spent a lot of time in turlock too and uh, tell me more about this semi-pro soccer team i had no idea that it was even a thing Yeah. So, um, it's called Turlock Academica soccer club. Um, they were previously like, I don't know how you would describe it. They weren't as professional as they are now. Um, now they're in the NPSL, the national premier soccer league. So it's like basically think single a, um, in, in baseball, it's like kind of the lowest. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's the the low level of semi-professional football, they're looking to, you know, go bigger pro, but yeah, they're, they're based in Turlock. They have like a lot of actually Stan state players play for them to keep their skills sharp and stuff. Um, It's basically just like a lot of college and kids looking to go to college players looking to, to stay in shape, but they're really good. They won the the championship this year. So. Son of a bitch. I had no idea. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Academica SC. um, If you want to follow them on social media, I will now. Yeah, my really good friend um, is like part owner. So here's to hoping they <laughs> keep going up. Yeah, expand. Let's go. No mm-hmm. kidding. We got yeah. your tickets. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like $5. It's like not. <laughs> hey, you know, I times think. are tight, okay, Angie? Yeah. <laughs> no, <I'm bad. laughs> hey, so I, I'm, I'm really excited to have you on, first of all, because we've, you know, we've kind of been, I would say, 
um, and I mean for all three of us, like Twitter friends for a couple of years now. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, that's how kind of like Rob and I get a lot of our guests because we've been, you know, friends with people on Twitter for like over 10 years now. But um, I'm really excited to have you on because I want to talk some 49ers. Um, yeah, before, sorry, before we talk some Giants. That's, that's so, all right. Um, well, well, Rob, hey, Rob's Dallas Cowboys having a great year. Um, yeah. Could, cl- could clinch that NFC East as soon as tonight, right? I mean, with a tie, baby. We need a tie in this football team Eagles game. And that would be the most football team Eagles thing to do would be a tie. So it's not <laughs> yes. out of the realm. Yes. Um, but t- I, w- I want you to talk about your podcast real, real quick. It's 49K, which stands for 49 Carat, correct? Yes. Yeah. So like full name is 49 Carats podcast, abbreviated 49K pod, like doesn't get any better. I'm obsessed with that little uh, shortened name that we have. So yeah, uh, it's myself and my wonderful friend slash co-host, better half, Steph Sanchez, uh, honestly, I was approached by 49ers Goldmine. They wanted me to start a podcast and, uh, I knew that I wanted it to be like a, a, a female led female voiced podcast because there aren't many of those in the 49ers content creator kind of universe. Um, so I immediately reached out to Steph because, you know, it's clear from her Twitter account, like she's a woman who really knows her football. Um, and so that was obviously important to me because I think we want to show that, you know, girls don't just like the Niners because Jimmy G is hot. Like we like the Niners because they're (laughs) everything to us, you know, like any, any other football fan and their diehard team that they root for. Um, and so we just kind of wanted to show that women know their sports, know their football. Um, so it's been great so far. I mean, I can't believe the success that it's had just in its first year. Uh, we haven't even been going for a full year yet, but I believe in February, it'll be a year. Um, so we had 49ers senior reporter, Kiana Martin on, uh, we had Grant Cohn on, we've had some awesome guests and I just can't wait to, to keep building it and, and keep going. Cause people have been like really receptive to it so far. Awesome. Congratulations on awesome. Awesome. Thanks, man. Thanks. Yeah. And congratulations to you guys on your pod. I know we're all out here just talking into microphones for like no reason, but it's so fun. I know grown, grown ass adults. Like what grown the hell are we adults. doing? <laughs> just grown just ass winging adults it. Having the time of their life. So the Niners are playing well. I mean, they've won six to seven. Um, of course that one loss I was at in Seattle. Fantastic. Oh, By the way, yeah, that, that game, no, nobody wanted to fucking win that game. Uh, that, that game was, was one that, absolutely insane. Like, ugly. It was ugly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, they're playing well short week this week. They're going to be going to Tennessee. Um, you know, t- Titans are also having a good year. So, um, you know, I kind of want to get your thoughts just on the current, you know, state of the 49ers where they're at, obviously, uh, the Cardinals are still in first place, but coming off a pretty embarrassing loss to the Lions. Um, you know, like, what, what, are, what are your thoughts right now on the Niners? How are they looking at this point of the season? Yeah, coming off that that Cardinals loss to the Lions, right? I mean, what, what better time for the Niners to win out on the season, the Cardinals to lose out on the season, the Rams to continue doing poorly, and, like, the Niners win the NFC West. I mean, oh my God. who's to say they can't? Who's to say they can't? Uh, no, but the season has been, honestly, I know I just used this word to describe the Seahawks game, but it's been like insane. I mean, I've gone from thinking this is the worst 49ers team I've ever watched, which is saying something, um, to thinking, you know, hey, they're showing flashes of 2019, right? And uh, that's obviously what we've seen these past, you know, six games that they've won. And I think there's no better time to be rolling into this Tennessee game um, against the Titans because they are not doing well. They're nothing without Derrick Henry. Ryan Tannehill has turned into Jimmy Garoppolo in terms of interceptions. So uh, <laughs> I'm excited. I my my expectations have been blown away. I didn't think that they would be in a playoff hunt at this point in the season. Uh, it's pretty uh, it's pretty funny because after the Cole McCoy game. Out here in Santa Clara, you know, it was fired. Oh. Kyle Shanahan, let's, let's trade Jimmy. Let's get Trey Lance in the game. And, you know, it's over. You know, time to rebuild. The future starts right now. And what? They've lost one time since. Dude. Right? right? Yeah. If there's one thing about Niner fans, like, we are so dramatic. Like, toxic, to, toxic dramatic, <laughs> petty, uh, like, 
overreactions. Those are like the words that some of Niner fans, myself included, you know, so you're not that bad. Come on. Right. Right. I did though. So their whole thing is like brick by brick. Right. Uh, I did tweet like probably right before this winning streak started. Maybe it was after the, uh, the Colts game or I, or the Cardinals game. Um, I tweeted that whatever they're building brick by brick, they need to tear it down, like, and just start over. <laughs> like, here I am, you know, egg on my face, but what are you going to do? But you know what, though? Even on, even after that game, you know, this Niners team, even on their worst day, does not compare to the JT O'Sullivan days and oh, Den- Dennis, yeah. Dennis, Dennis Erickson. Because, I mean, we're talking, yeah, the, the worst Niners teams that we've ever watched. And, yeah, I've, I've seen them all, too. But, but no, even these guys on their no, worst right. day, they're not on that level. I'm sorry. 100%. And I, yeah, I, everything's fine. Like, it's fine. You know, just sometimes, sometimes I have to stop myself and just be like, okay, before you react, like stop and think. And so that's where I am now. And now I'm like, okay, like I'm rolling with it. They're kind of good. <laughs> well, you know, good. the thing is, is, um, you know, Jimmy, Jimmy's been playing well. I mean, he's, he's been technically one of the better quarterbacks in the game, like the last four or five weeks. And when you, when he has his full arsenal, like you can tell he's not taking like the stupid risks that he'll take because George Kittle is back again right now at the top of being probably the best tight end in football. He is unstoppable right now. You know, Debo's playing well. Um, even Juwan Jennings is playing well. Brandon Ayuk's playing well. And then you can insert anybody into Kyle Shanahan's running game and it's going to work. And uh, I mean, cause I saw a stat the other day in every single season Shanahan's been in San Francisco or Santa Clara, whatever. He's had a different, he's had a different leading rusher. That's insane. And right now it's Elijah Mitchell, who I think is still questionable for Thursday, but Jeff Wilson looked like a star running back the other day. I mean, talk about this offense or like your thoughts on the offense and like how, how important is it to have everybody healthy for things to click? Yeah. I mean, that's what we know about Jimmy Garoppolo, right? Is that he's a good quarterback when everything else around him is going perfectly. Um, usually if the team is facing adversity, it reflects in his play. Uh, and I mean, that, that goes for any team. I mean, if your offensive line sucks, your quarterback's going to struggle, you know, and if, if your receivers can't catch the ball, then your quarterback's going to struggle. So um, I think Kyle Shanahan kind of said it best that this team has gotten better around Jimmy and that's what we're seeing reflected in the record. Um, and I completely like forgot the question that you were asking. <laughs> So no, yeah, I just oh, just you're just like, saying talk about the offense, yeah, yeah. Like, how important is it to have like all of Garoppolo's weapons healthy and available? Oh, yeah, it, yeah. it's not often, right? Yeah, exactly. And you know, Jimmy Garoppolo is the type of quarterback that has his favorites, but I think that's really a, a sign of how well this team is doing is that he is dispersing, you know, his passes throughout those weapons now instead of just throwing it to George Kittle or Debo Samuel, now handing it off to Debo Samuel, oh, um, gosh, every yeah. play. And yeah, I mean, we got to talk about Debo. Like that's, that's the, the key part of the offense right now. Right. I mean, there's no more, no one more versatile in the NFL right now. If you ask me. Yeah, you're probably right. I mean, that offense is running through 19 and he can do everything. I mean, yeah. I'm waiting, I'm waiting for him to throw a touchdown pass because I feel like, <laughs> yeah. I feel it's like almost Shan- did. it's coming. <laughs> I, that's true. Shanahan's going to give him the ball and he's going to, he's going to run throw and catch uh, one in a game. I hope it's Thursday, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. you saw him, he almost had a touchdown pass on Sunday. Did you see that? Yeah. 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 So I we're, mean, we're so close. Well. Nah, even with uh, all the struggles of this year and all the criticism that Shanahan got early, he's still, he's right there with Sean McVay as probably the most innovative offensive mind in the game. And yeah, just all of a sudden they start handing the ball to Debo Samuel and holy shit, it's working. You know, he's, he's biting off 14, 15 yards, every carry. And this is a copycat league. And this just happened last Sunday. I'm watching my Dallas Cowboys. What do they do? They put CD Lamb in the backfield and run toss. They, <laughs> they did it three times the other day. They did. You're right. And not not nearly as effective, mind you. But I'm like, man, see, there it is. I was like, that's that's Kyle's play. That's Kyle's play Kyle's right there. Influence. And yeah. I'm well, watch. It's gonna keep going now. And so, yeah, even through all the bullshit this year with uh, Shanahan, you know, that dude, he's still working. He's still getting in his bag a little bit. So, yeah. And got Jimmy's confidence back up and. Nick Bosa's getting three, four sacks a game. Yeah, he's it's, a freak. Yeah, it's getting wild Let's now. Let's go. Yeah. It's crazy. I saw an insane stat today that Debo Samuel 
leads in yards per carry among all rushers in the NFL with at least 25 carries, which is crazy. I don't know exactly what the yards per carry was, but when I saw that, I was just like, what? It might be double digits. Um, yeah, right. It, it might be 10 to 12 yards of carry. Uh, I want to say is. it was like 6.9 or something, but like nice. still. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Oh, nice. damn it. <laughs> Don't worry. You're on the right podcast for that. That's all uh, right. I know. Let's <laughs> go. Nice. Hashtag nice. <laughs> yeah. So I, both sides of all defensive playing well, too. I mean, like you said, Bosa has been unreal. I feel like Fred Warner's kind of had a down year, but he's starting to get things going again. Oh, yeah. And then, mm-hmm. I mean, insert anybody in the secondary because i feel like everybody's freaking hurt every other week and I know. there's a bunch of no names back there i like kwan williams but i mean he's up and down and who knows teams but, are yeah. trying to this is getting it done teams are trying to pick on amory thomas right now and yeah believe, blue. Believe, believe me as as a as an old corner you know back in the day man that that shit can get a feels really lonely out there when you know they're, they're trying to throw at you every play and <laughs> yeah so, so uh, hopefully they can get healthy back there well, yeah, I mean, as they should, right? Because he's he's inexperienced, he's young, yeah. um, he's not getting beat a lot in coverage, but he's just not physical enough to to really make the play. So you're either gonna have a completion or a DPI. You know, you have to throw mm-hmm. at him. No, you're right. He he's always in position. I feel like. I mean, he's smart guy. He went to a great school. Um, went to Michigan. I had to throw that in there. <laughs> no, but um, he is. He's always in position. I, I just feel like against the physical receivers um you know they're gonna win when it comes to the 50 50 ball or something you know towards the end of the actual play he's gonna have to do something miraculous because he is he's kind of undersized and um again he's he's young he's so he's yeah. he's gotta figure it out but and, and, and figuring I, it out the league is so slanted towards the offense too so in those 50 50 balls it's really like 60 40 really you know yeah and he's he's definitely improved to me as the season has gone on so i think you know the best is yet to come from little little Ambry. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you like the one question that like if any non-Niner fan would ask a Niner fan question, even at this time of the year with what's happened the last month, like oh what's your stance on Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo? Like wh- who do you want on the field? I mean, okay, and let me let mm-hmm. me re let me reword this. The Niners are two and four, and Jimmy's been playing. What were your thoughts then? I hate this question dude yeah um when there was like no light at the end of the tunnel I was all aboard the Trey Lance train um I believe it was against the Bears which a lot of 49ers fans can relate to where I was like okay like yes maybe Jimmy is our possible best chance of winning when he's out there like which is not to me a hot take uh even though I obviously would prefer like I would prefer Trey Lance to be my quarterback. I would <laughs> sounds so bad. Not right now, not in the playoff hunt. Um, again, like this was when all hope was lost. Like I would rather watch Trey Lance out there getting better every game, getting ready for next season, um, than watch Jimmy G lose. Right. And it, regardless of if Trey Lance is winning or losing, but now that like things are clicking into place, like, Obviously, Jimmy G is is the best the best choice right now. But this is it for me. Like, I don't want him on the team next year. I would rather start developing the quarterback that we gave three first round picks to draft. Like, and part of me sits here and thinks that they might have picked the wrong guy. And I know that's really hard to say when we haven't seen anything from him, right? Other than that Cardinals game. But like, why aren't I don't know. It just seems like they don't have any faith in him to me. And that is crazy to think about when you consider what they gave up for him. Well, he's, I don't know. I I've been on, trust me, I'm excited about the future of Trey Lance too. And I, I want to see what he, we all know, like he's Does physically, he cap- he's like physically capable of being like that well-rounded all around quarterback in today's NFL. But I've, I've I, sadly enough, I've never really jumped the Jimmy G train because he's always been our best option to win. And yeah. You know, that's what he's done is he has won. The thing, the thing with Jimmy is he needs his, he's his guys around him. And when he, he's not fully healthy and you know, the, the weapons around him aren't fully healthy, it shows. And so, um, but when everything's clicking like it is right now, he's, he's just fine. I mean, like, would you, would you change your answer if 
he plays at this level now where he's not playing elite, but he's playing very good. And they go on and they like get to the NFC championship game. Like, are you still like, I want Trey Lance next year? No, because I mean, yes, because I don't think that even when they make the playoffs, I don't think they compete with any team. Like, I can't believe I'm going to have to watch this team in the playoffs. To be honest, I think it's going to be painful. They might surprise me. They might get lucky, but sounds like me tip tip for tat. Like, I don't know. Um, I would rather, I would rather see Trey Lance next year. And I did, I had some, Oh, the Jimmy wins games crowd. It's an inside joke with my friends and I, when we watch games, like anytime (laughs) the defense has a big play, anytime, like anytime something good happens that isn't, doesn't have anything to do with Jimmy Garoppolo, which happens a lot because this defense is so freaking good. Um, or, or, you know, uh, Debo Samuel or George Kittle breaks 50 tackles to make up over 60% of Jimmy G's passing yards. We chant Jimmy wins games, Jimmy <laughs> wins games. Cause it's like, does he, does Jimmy, can we say, can we say, can we put a overarching thing? Jimmy wins games. Cause he doesn't, you just said it yourself. Everything around Jimmy Garoppolo has to be perfect for him to win games. So does he win games? You're 100% right. I, I, that, damn it. Dan, she's bringing the heat, Rob. I'm staying out of the way. Uh, no, no, no. I feel bad. I feel bad because like Rob's just sitting here, like, oh, am I gonna get the talk? I, I hey, don't worry. I got. I'm sorry, Rob. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but here's the thing. You are 100 right. I feel like Jimmy. Trust me. Again, Jimmy Garoppolo is like a middle of the road quarterback who needs his guys around him. There's no ifs, ands, or buts around that. But um, Absolutely, I think that he should be the guy in there right now because I, I have no faith in a 21-year-old kid that, you know, didn't play more than one game last year. And especially he's exactly. coming in. Into, Why did we spend three first round picks on him? That's a whole different conversation. <laughs> that's a whole different conversation I that know, I, I, I understand, you know, it's the tough. complexity of that question. Cause I, I, I like Trey Lance. I, he has such a high ceiling, but I mean, like, will he ever get there? This is the big question. Right. We don't like, know. He's a huge question mark. Kyle Shanahan's so great at developing players, right? The running game, yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know. I mean, that's the thing. I haven't seen Jimmy G like really improve much under Kyle Shanahan, right? So how do we know that he's going to be able to? Uh, yeah, I, that's they take that with a grain of salt. It could go both ways. Like there have yeah, been, yeah. But overall, like he's still an average quarterback, right? So is agreed. Trayland's going to continue to be an inexperienced quarterback. Who knows? I will say one thing. Um, after watching last year with uh, CJ Beathard and Nick Mullins, you know, kind of taking, you know, take, you know, taking over, I, <laughs> you know, he would not go away from Nick Mullins what, what, you know, last year in the season. And I, I kept asking my friends who are Niner fans, I'm like, yo, you know, Mullins doesn't seem to be getting any better. He goes, you think maybe they might want to go with Beathard here? But no, nah, Shannon says, <laughs> you know, Mullins is my guy. Mullins is my guy. I'm like, then why the hell did he get any better? I mean, he played almost the whole year. Yeah, you know, and he was he was real high on CJ Beather too. I thought they were about the same coming into the season. Like, oh, who's who's going to be Jimmy's backup? Is it going to be Beather? Is it going to be Mullins? Who knows? But he really stuck with Mullins, and he and he didn't get any better. So I, I see where you're coming from there. Where it's like, you know, are these guys really getting better? Yeah, under Shanahan, or is it? Hey, his run scheme is so damn good. You know, any of us could go out there and you know run that offense. I mean, it's it's a fair question. Well, yeah, and I mean we we've seen. Uh, mostly how used when he has played and like to me it wasn't this opening up of the playbook that I expected but also it's not that easy to design a whole different offensive scheme around your rookie quarterback when he's just coming in because your starting quarterbacks hurt so I get it it's like we haven't seen the full potential so really that's why the 49ers uh, quarterback argument is like hilarious because it's like people with an unknown arguing with people who have like a sure thing, but the unknown people see the sure thing and think it's shit. And then the, <laughs> the people who have the certain thing are afraid of the unknown. So it's like a never ending paradox. I just, I want to like put my stance out here on, on the waves oh, they on say. the record. No, no, no. Here, here's my thing for the rest of this year. I'm absolutely like Jimmy better get every freaking snap the rest of this year. Oh yeah. I've been there but, since week eight. Sure. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I know, but you know, when April, May comes around and, you know, camp's underway and if Trey's making the progress he needs to, like, I am, I totally want to hear 
hey, you know, we have a competition, um, you know, go into preseason next year. We have a competition. And if Trey Lance wins it, I'm all for it. I, I think his ceiling is, is super high. I just, um, you know, I just want him to get more time, um, you know, like, learning stuff. The thing for me, though, is if you talk to 90% of the, the reporters that were at training camp, Trey Lance did beat out Jimmy Garoppolo, not in Kyle Shanahan's eyes, but when you look at the numbers and the everything that they did, the interceptions, compare those, like compare everything they did on paper. It's like Trey Lance beat him out, but there was something that Kyle Shanahan saw that, you know, obviously Jimmy won the quarterback competition and I was okay with that heading into the season. Yeah. So then maybe we have a fit issue, which goes back to, well, then why do we give up all that draft capital <laughs> yeah, 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 to yeah. go get a guy that maybe like it Well, if Jimmy's a better fit for Shanahan's scheme, then what are we doing? Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy time so, to be a fan. Lots, a lot to happen in the next year. I it's think, been crazy since the Super Bowl. I think they were very convinced during the draft that they were going to be able to trade Garoppolo. I, yeah. I thought that the whole time. I'm like, okay, somebody's going to offer this for him. And okay, then they're going to move forward. But this thing, we don't know what those phone calls were like. You know, we don't know who was, who was in their pump fake in. Like, oh, these guys are going to trade up and take Lance if you don't do this. And oh, shit, uh Eric's are going to do oh no and then and staying like what 11 was a dug and they get yeah. Justin Fields but yeah they, there were rumors by him about them trading up and getting Trey Lance so there there's a lot of intangibles oh you know, yeah and it's... A, lot, a lot of things that we don't know about right yeah that's why podcasts are fun and we just we're just speculating we don't know anything right it's freaking Doug had to get into this freaking conversation and bring up Jimmy G and trade <laughs> no I I just my no. final thought before we shift uh you know it comes down to, well, it, off of Robbie's point, you know, about other, you know, teams taking our fielding calls on Garoppolo's availability, possibly, you know, maybe Jimmy's best is, is where he's at now. And that's with Kyle Shanahan in San Francisco with the weapons he has around him or, you know, back where he was with, with a guy like Bill Belichick who can, you know, kind of mold and, and keep, you know, what you do best. Cause maybe everywhere else, like you're not even going to get a fraction of what, jimmy offers the niners right now so that it yeah. could be what's around him who's coaching him because this is probably the best jimmy garoppolo that we're gonna see for sure i said intangibles i meant variables i feel like a fucking idiot right now <laughs> but it's all about the intangibles, same same right? but yeah. different well yeah. no it, it, no it's it's <laughs> i think it's jimmy's intangibles in the locker room and in the huddle that's what kyle is seeing that we're not seeing Oh yeah, and probably I mean, a great ass teammate. I mean, yeah, no, yeah, that's what I was about to say. If you've been watching the the press conferences and just hearing these rave reviews that everyone on the team is giving Jimmy, I mean, he has the locker room. I think, yeah. um, you know, there were whispers and rumors that he didn't, and that there was a divide between players who wanted Trey Lance to start and who wanted Jimmy. G I don't think that's the case. I don't think it ever was the case. I think these guys wanted to roll with the vet who gave them the best chance to win. Fake news. Fake news, fake news media. Yep. Andrew's at it again. <laughs> All right. Good stuff. Well, before before we shift, because I do want to talk a little giants. I wanted to we're we're all drinking something here. Yes. Uh, our libation. So I'll start us off. I got in my beautiful um number two seat in the college football playoff Michigan wine drinking glass here, as you guys can see. I have a Toral to go from Machia here in Lodi, California. Great wine, good finish. That's what I'm sipping on tonight. What, Angie? What are you drinking tonight? <laughs> uh, Menage a trois from Costco. Hey, hey. <laughs> nothing like Kirkland. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a damn good wine. Have you guys ever had it? No, I don't think I have. Oh, I if you're looking for like a good red wine, ten out of ten. Menage a trois. Okay. Yeah. Doug's a red wine guy. I'm there an all go. wine guy. I like it's, I like white wine as well. It's good and it's cheap, so. If you're a wine guy, you probably don't want like good, <laughs> but <laughs> I'll Rob, drink anything. Rob, you know a lot about wine. What do you, what do you sipping on? Not wine. Not I'm, wine. I know a lot about wine, but I, I don't like wine. <laughs> but no, I'm sipping on this uh, num num juice hazy IPA from Fall, Fall Brewing up in uh, up in Reading. Usually, we stop in there on my yearly camping trip up to Oregon. And I'll stop in there, get a couple cases of stuff that I can't get around here. So yeah, I'm actually, I'm getting close to running out. So I need to hurry up and get back up there. I, I got to make it last for like six more months or I got to oh order some online. I don't want to do that. So yeah, much yeah, harder to buy it in person. 
it's a, it's a good one. It's a seven point five. Yeah, you know, put you on your ass after a couple. So, love <laughs> no, it. I, you know, I don't get, I don't get the IPA hate. Yeah, I love an IPA. I love it I, too. I want to go off of that because, uh, and here we are talking about booze, but whatever. Anyways, <laughs> no, I I used to be like I couldn't stand IPAs, and then I actually you know like tried some. Uh, especially like throughout the pandemic, because, you know, what did we all do like last March and last April? We fucking drank. So, uh, you know, I really like tried to like experiment with my palate. IPAs are delicious. And like if I'm drinking like a Coors Light or anything, I'm on the golf course because it's going to be a long day, you know. But otherwise, if I'm like at home or I'm yes, hanging out with yes. some friends, I'm yeah. drinking some real beer, real beer. So... <laughs> good stuff i'm laughing because uh, i'm like on the golf course i'll i'll pound four ipas i don't yeah care. see I, I can't do that on the golf course you know I, i'm i'm like doug if it's gonna be a long day or if like if going to a buddy's house or something to watch football okay we got games of 10 we're not gonna be done drinking till like eight or like during college football nine to like nine yeah i'll, I'll yeah. i can drink coors lights and bud lights all day then i'll, I'll be okay but if it's gonna be like a shorter day yeah, you gotta go with the IPAs. Make I get to the yeah, yeah, get to the point. Yeah, I get you know in that mode real quick. You know, for well, game time. Right. If I'm if I'm drinking IPAs and I'm golfing, you know, my game's gonna get really shitty in the back nine. <laughs> <laughs> or know, like, really good. Or really good. <laughs> I I'm like I'm a good buzzed golfer. I can't I can't golf great drunk. I don't know. Dude, yeah, like you're just like completely missing the tee, and you're just like yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking about being drunk on the golf course. Club went further in the ball. Yeah. Hey, 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 speaking of that though, John Daly, the drunkest golfer who ever lived, and his son won that little golf tournament this last That's weekend true. with Tiger and his son coming in second. So That's you know, true. victory for the average golfer. You know, yeah. thank you, thank you, John Daly. His you know? son was probably drunk too. I hope he was. God, I hope <laughs> he's 21. Isn't he? A, isn't he in college still? I think he's like 19. Yeah. Uh, Good, for him. Good for him. Oh, anyway, Andrew, let's talk some Giants. Okay, yes. Obviously. Obviously, we're in this lockout. They're coming off a, a pretty damn successful year. Um, but, you know, I want, I want to talk about you, like your ties to Giants real quick. So, like, have you been a lifelong Giants fan? Yes. Uh, well, okay. okay. So I didn't really get interested in sports until about like third grade. Um, that was when my brother started playing Little League. And so I would go to his games. And um, so then I got interested in baseball. I started playing. And that's when my grandpa was like, oh, hell yeah. Like, here's the giants. This is who we root for, or you are exiled from the family. Um, so like that, I, yeah, <laughs> elementary school, you know, when I was old enough to understand the concepts. Yeah. That's pretty much how me and Doug came up. Uh, I went to my first Giants game when I was like four and I, I think Doug, nice. I think Doug came with me to my second one. I forget who they played. Yeah. I'm sure you were there, but I was like four or five years old and yeah, it was the same way. I didn't really have a a say in it it was just like okay yeah. we're, we're giants fans and at the time like 995 i mean there was some bad teams i mean dion was on the team all right no uh, yeah. you know, dion was Prime, baby yeah, yeah william van Vlandingham, uh, you know, see, was like, starting. it was bad my team that i came up with was like marquise grissom ray durham jt okay. snow like i was i got it good i That's feel like yeah. yeah like ray durham was everything to me marquise grissom aaron rowan they were the reasons why i wanted to become an outfielder um uh-huh. well okay no kid ever wants to be an outfielder but once i became an outfielder like i was okay with it you know <laughs> being an outfielder gets cooler the older you get hey your dad's like the coach of your little league team when you're eight and sticks you in right like damn it dad i oh. want to be out here but Dude. you know what when you're like 16 17 and you're you're on varsity in high school and you're an outfield like you're one of you're the best athlete on the field yeah you're the and dude yeah i'll tell you in fast pitch softball outfield is insane um right field is actually the most fun position to play in oh, softball because yeah. you can throw people out at first like it's not yeah. like not it's rarely um a play in the mlb or in baseball you know so uh but my first game actually my first mlb game was at an a's game at the coliseum that my uncle told me to took me to and i think that's when my grandpa was like okay Kind of, it's none of that like let's learn about the giants he had to interject <laughs> yeah he had to, he had to uh stick an arm in there and be like no so hey as much as the coliseum is a dump it's a blast to go to the games there still Dude, i, I oh will my live God, by that yeah. mm-hmm. and, and the tailgating is have you guys awesome. ever been to a raider game there yes oh uh, i don't Dude, know they don't play in uh, California raider anymore. games like <laughs> i know but <laughs> before obviously um yeah, yes i've been there insane. insane i was yeah 
So fun. I went to a Raider Titan game back in like 2001. I want to say it was back. Oh, when wow. Steve the AFC and championship those guys. That's who they yeah, played. I think it was. Yeah. yeah. Was it? Was it O2? Yeah. I mean, it was Metallica it was played out in the high. parking lot pregame. I mean, that was, a, did that was wait, did that they really? Badass. Yeah. That's well, yeah, James Hetfield, he's a big ass Raider fan. And so they fucking played like a free concert. In the parking lot of the Coliseum before the game, and then obviously the Raiders so you know, won that game. Just, yeah, it, it's just a crazy atmosphere, you know, for football games. So yeah, a bit of a dump outside, obviously, but yeah, inside it was a great place to watch football and and, and the A's too. I mean, I feel like we're spoiled going to uh, Oracle to watch the Giants, but yeah, but you know, at, at those A's games, I mean, the fans who who are there, I mean, those are some diehard yeah. fans, and they and- they really let, let them have it. That clubhouse thing that they did. I don't know if you guys saw oh, that. That was super cool. Treehouse. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm not an AS fan. I, no, no, I no. was what almost you... close. But it, I've heard it's great. Yeah. That was sick. My friend um did it. My friend and her boyfriend did it. They're not, not even Giants fans, but you know, it was like 20 bucks a month or something. And so I got to go a couple times and we would just go there. like I was like, this is cool. The Giants need to do something like that. It'd be more so, than 20 bucks. I promise you. That. I know. I'd be like <laughs> Uh, I swear, I I don't know exactly the price, but it was cheap. Like it was worth it. It was it was worth it as a baseball fan, you know, for her to do that. So that tells you it was cheap enough. So, <laughs> hey, so you've been you've been a fan long enough that you were you know around for Buster Posey's whole career. As a yeah, oh um, you know, like when he, when it came out that he was officially retiring, like how did it hit you? I dude, oh. I don't want to talk about it. Uh, it's crazy <laughs> because I was one of those people that honestly like followed him from when there were rumors that the Giants were going to draft him, right? Um, following his college career, following his minor league career. I remember exactly where I was. It was my birthday, July 1st, when Buster Posey was called up and Benji Molina was traded. Um, so yep. I've just been there from the beginning and everyone knows uh, you know, when it comes to Buster Posey and uh, really like Tim Lincecum, those are the two guys that like signify that resurgence of Giants baseball. Right. Um, I mean, 2009, they almost made the wild card. And then 2010 was was the year. Right. And the year, the year, like the that year. was when everything changed. And Buster Posey was like a huge part of that, almost like the main reason. Right. Um, mm-hmm. It's hard to say that because 2010 band of misfits. I'll start crying right now, but yeah, when, when he announced that he was retiring, it was just all those memories flooding back and just like thinking of, holy crap, I was 17 years old when this guy came to the giants and now I'm almost 30. So, um, and I remember when he signed his 10 year contract thinking I'm going to be almost 30, uh, you know, when, when he's, when this contract expires and for that time to pass, it was just a lot of emotions, you know, like nostalgia mixed with pain suffering sadness but also you're incredibly happy for him right because you've watched him grow into this incredible young man um with the family that he has and never lost himself along the way just still stand up dude like face of the organization right like blessed that's the word that comes to mind and he went out on his terms that was the only as sad as that day was i mean that was awful but i'm like you know what at least he didn't get hurt or something happened and like, and they had to drag him off the field or something like, right. Like it was good to see him go out like that. hundred percent. And I think a lot of us were like, Oh, like in 2011, when he did get hurt, like that was terrifying. You never know if someone's going to come back from an injury like that. And then to come back and continue to do what he did, like just insane. Like we're so lucky to have been able to watch him. Oh yeah. And I wanted Justin smoke in that draft. (laughs) I wanted it. (laughs) <laughs> I, uh, I yeah I, yeah I, I'll say it yeah I wanted Justin Smoke I wanted a first baseman who could freaking hit yeah but <laughs> hey. the ball out of the ballpark <laughs> yeah I, oh well we got Brad Bell right Woo. yeah we're fine it's fine <laughs> yeah welcome welcome aboard finally the, producing uh, welcome aboard the uh, Brandon Belt slander podcast because this is where it's at no you know what <laughs> like I don't know I feel like Robbie has followed me for a very long time on Twitter so he knows oh, that yeah. I'm like a pretty I'm a I would consider myself a belt stand but even I like have been fed up with him in recent years and I know a lot of it isn't his fault but it's been nice to finally see him producing 
Um, so hopefully he keeps up that production next year because I think a lot of people are kind of biting their tongue this year, but they were happy about it. Right. It's not like they have to come out and slander. You don't have to slander him if he's doing well, you know, you can be like, okay, like he's doing well right now. Cool. We're winning. Awesome. 107 wins. Let's go. Hey, and for anybody who can't see outside these two that are with me right now, I mean, and if every, if you listen, you know, like I am very critical of Brandon Bell. Always have been. I mean, I, I don't want to speak for Rob, but same as Rob. But it's like, <laughs> yeah. no, we, we love we love when we get to shut up about Brandon Belt for three to four weeks because he's one of the better hitters in baseball. Time. I love it. And so if we can just get like 2021 Belt to play 125 games next year and do what he did, dude, I will be the quietest Belt hater of all time. Like, I want him to do well. And I think he's a good ball player. I just... I truly the streakiness, the injuries, you know, I see so many, you're probably going to think this is so dumb, Doug, but I see so (laughs) many similarities between the Jimmy G saga and the Brandon belt saga, like the diehard stands. That's not dumb at all. The, the mediocrity, but like also kind of good sometimes like, Mm -hmm. you know, like it's just in the, the belt wars, the Jimmy G stands versus the haters, you know, it's just like really funny to see the parallels that's a great comparison in the, the we'll tell this episode brandon belt is jimmy g no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> finkel is einhorn dash angelina martin like, <laughs> yeah, yeah oh no the quote I is yours the quote, yeah, 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 you got it no i'm kidding <laughs> um you know obviously we're in this lockout now and this is why we're doing this series because you know we have nothing to talk about baseball ice and this sucks but it is great like we had we had our buddies on talking kings basketball last week you know, we have you on a night having a blast doing this. Um, but, uh, you know, obviously up until December 1st when the lockout ensued, you know, the Giants, you know, brought back a couple of guys, but they didn't really like go out besides an Alex Cobb and do anything. Like, what are, what were your thoughts on um, the free agency period leading? It's obviously not over yet. It'll resume yeah. once things. But, you know, leading up to the lockout, like what were your thoughts on Farhan and Co. with free agency? totally okay with it. Um, I actually posted about this. It's, you know, the giants have proven that they don't need to go and make a splash signing to be successful. Right. And I know that's not what anyone wants to hear myself included. I would love for them to go out and sign a starting pitcher and, you Mm -hmm. know, make, make, make an impact in free agency. And I still think they might, uh, obviously the ship yeah. has not sailed. Um, I think people are really overreacting when, when they're putting their takes out there saying that they're not doing anything. Um, they've addressed a couple of needs. I think they'll continue to do that. And I think that they're going to do it in a smart way that sets the team up for continued success, just as Farhan has been doing since he arrived. Right. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. Rob. Y- yeah, you know, I think a lot of people with like Descafani and Wood after a great year, you know, you resign those guys, which is great. But I think a lot of fans, I mean, I might include a little bit. You get a little yes, you know, yeah. like when they they did that with Cody Ross and when he had that great year and look how that worked out. And exactly. they gave Marco Scudero that contract that didn't work out. Angel Pagan basically never played again, you know, after yeah. 2012. So I think there's a little, there's, there's some of that going on, but but these are shorter. You know, shorter term deals for guys who are, who are they're already in, in, in their primes and pitching just it wasn't really a a great market for pitching other than those top tier guys like Stroman and Robbie Ray and spend millions and, and then yeah and the contracts they're getting I'm like well you know what I wouldn't want to give them those contracts either well geez so so maybe yeah the the Discofani and Wood contracts you know maybe they're they're better than you know a lot of people want want to think they're like oh man well are they going to be able to do that again? This guy has an injury history and this and that, but I'm like, yeah, hey, you know what? It's all right. Cause you already know far on is going to keep like he signed at Alex Cobb, you know, good sign. I mean, there's going to be depth in that rotation. Like yeah. they've done a good job making sure, well, if this doesn't work out, we're going to have this guy. Oh, if this doesn't work out. We're going to have this guy. It basically worked last year outside of Aaron Sanchez, which I was bummed that that didn't work out, but so there's always a plan B and a plan C with far on. So I, I trust these contracts more than I do when, Bobby Evans were was dishing him out. So it's okay. Yeah. I'm literally crying at Pagan didn't play fast 2012. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm just like, oh God. Yeah. Hey, Rob, Rob has sucks. Rob has brought up JTO Sullivan and Angel Pagan in one <laughs> podcast. That's 
That's I'm here incredible. To, I'm, I'm here to please, baby. I'm here. Amazing. To I'm just. I'm just gonna throw in because I've been thinking of it ever since you said JTO Solon, Cody Pickett. So uh, there we Ken go. Ken Dorsey, Cody Pickett. <laughs> let's go, man. It, Doug, oh, Doug, Tim were, it, Doug, were you at that game where Cody Pickett played? Hey, we me were. and you, right? Yeah, yes. we, yeah, we it, were there. And it was it was the 2008 um, uh, New England Patriots. Brady yes. got hurt in Week One. Matt it Castle was played. Cody Pickett against Matt Castle. Yes, and I believe the Pats still finished 11 in five that year, but missed the playoffs. Yeah, man, we were mere mere children back then. Mere children. Oh my god. <laughs> Wow, we got sidetracked. It. Thanks, Angel Pagan. Uh, yeah, sorry. No, no, no. I, I, that's hilarious to me. Um, you know, but I, I totally agree. I, you know, for what him and Scott Harris have done ever since they got here in late 2018, in such a short amount of time, one, you know, they've turned this farm system from like 28th, 29th in baseball to arguably a top five system in in Major League Baseball. Um, so they know how to draft. They know how to get. Um, the young guys in there. And then, you know, a lot of people are, are forgetting too that, you know, we, they can make some trades as well. When once things resume, it's not just free agency. They can go get a, 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 an arm or two or a bat or two um, via trade because they have that prospect capital um, waiting in the wings. And then the, another great thing is, you know, people talk about now that they're bringing Di Scofani back, he's the only um, giant on payroll for 2024 um wow. i think that's fantastic and so yeah. that that means that they're buying into these next couple years and that you know by the time 2024 comes along um they're still going to have an abundance of money to spend so it's i i'm not tripping it sounds like i mean you're not tripping either so um no I'm excited how could we be tripping how could we be tripping when farhan did what he did this year right like yeah. to go from the the what happened in 2020 to the most wins in giants history like insane (laughs) like there's no other word to describe it like I don't think any of us could freaking believe what we were watching last season and it was like just beautiful it reminded me so much of 2010 where all these guys who expectations were so low just came together to create something magical it's too bad that it ended the way it did but Mm -hmm. I mean the luck of the draw drew the Dodgers what are you gonna do yeah everything was lightning in a bottle um, it was, yeah. it was 2010 and 2012 do have parallels. I mean, the, the clientele on the rosters are different, you know, obviously the 2010 giants, I mean, that, that rotation was filthy. They yeah. had a, a really, really good bullpen. Not like, the giants bullpen was really good this year as well, but um, totally like, Hey, who the hell is, who's this guy? Who is, you know, who's Lamont? Edgar Renteria. Who's Edgar Rich? I mean, you know, yeah, oh, guy, at the end of his career, I'm doing, I'm yeah. doing a double parallel here, but yeah. yeah, it's crazy what, what Farhan's been able to do in such a short amount of time. So yeah, I'm, I'm super excited for the future of the giants. After no, it, 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 it was, it was funny though. Cause despite all that, all the parallels to up to 2010 and Angelina's right. I mean, it was so identical and I was not buying in all year, but when they brought back Camilo Duvall, and he looked that good in the closer role. I was like, dude, holy shit, they're gonna win the world, they're gonna win the world series. Yeah, I was like, I'm convinced that, that was the one thing. I'm like, well, they don't have a closer, man. It's gonna suck. But he looked that good. And so yeah, I got invested right, right in like early September. I was ready to invest and I did it. I was into it, and yeah, it didn't work out, but still. Right, right. You know? But the future is bright, right? Right. 100 percent Wonderful. 100 percent Absolutely <laughs> wonderful. Um Angie, thanks. Thanks so much for coming on. Uh, we really, really appreciate it. I had a great time. I had a blast. We'll have to have you on again. I will we'll, come do this any night, yeah. any day, any afternoon. Yeah. Maybe we'll have you back on when, you know, there's actual stuff going on and we can yeah. talk about, oh, well, the Giants went and got this guy last week and um, stuff like that. So it'll be fun. Yeah. I, I'm, I, I want to, we'll stay in touch uh, a lot more these upcoming weeks because I know we're both super stoked about the Niners and and Rob, I and know, me too, baby. Me too. Honestly, I, love the Cowboys. Love no, you, the Cowboys. No, you don't. I do. <laughs> Robbie, I do. I swear to God, I'm not one of those Niner fans that hates the Cowboys because I only I'm a 2000s Niner fan. Like I'm in that I group chat, Angelina. I, I, <laughs> Dak, oh, is my, Dak is my starting quarterback on my fantasy team. Like I root for him. I cried last year when he broke his ankle. I know we're so trying to I. wrap up, but <laughs> hey, I don't hey. mind him. 
Hey, I'm I'm the same as you, and Rob Rob can echo this. I you know we've been best friends since we were in kindergarten, and longer than I can remember. So. Yeah, and so yeah. that's like that's kind of like when that era of Niners Cowboys kind of like came to an stopped. end. Yeah. So, yeah, so I've always like, and I'm I have a little more to this, but I've always kind of like rooted for the Cowboys, just you know, for my friend's happiness. And I know Rob doesn't hate the Niners. No, so, I watch all the so, games with you, man. But I mean, if you're to look up and, you know, you fast forward 25 years and now I'm in my office and my wife is a diehard Cowboys fan. I have Tony <laughs> Romo right above my head in here. And so and, and her whole family's a bunch of Cowboy fans. And we've been you know, it's been great the last like week or two. We've been talking about, man, I hope Niners Cowboys happen in the playoffs. I hope it happens because uh, I'm going to be yeah, that lone guy, lone guy in red. I'm going to be that lone guy in red in a sea of blue and white. And I just I hope it happens. Cause that that's oh, yeah. that's like that'd be a great uh, you know old time bring back the rivalry kind of game. I think I think we cool. yeah. it could. Yeah, I, I don't honestly I don't want to see it because I think the Cowboys would lose. So <laughs> oh, I, I I really don't want to see it. But if it did, yes, that would that would be good. You know, you bring back the rivalry would have a little meaning again. It's not some old school from when we were three years yeah. old that we don't remember. You know. Yeah, I'm yeah. into it. I would love to hate the Cowboys. You know what? I just don't. Everybody does. So Angie. Hey, before one last thing, I, I'm trying to close for a third time. One last thing, because I have a true answer to this. Angie, if, if you could pick one team you want to avoid in the playoffs for the Niners, who would it be? The Packers. Really? Yeah. Okay. They're the best team in the NFL right now, man. And uh, they've only gotten better since they beat us marginally in week. Th- what was that? Week three. Well, guess well, guess who's gotten more than marginally better since then? I think the Niners match up well with Green Bay when they. Have I do, anybody. I do, and obviously history proves that. But I just like, dude, they still scare the shit out of me. I can't help it. That's fair. Aaron Rodgers I, is terrifying. I I mean this even after this last weekend. I want nothing to do with the Arizona Cardinals. I want yeah. nothing to do with them. Well, I'd yeah. rather play the Rams. I'd rather play the Packers. I'd rather play the Cowboys. I don't want the Cardinals. The Niners struggle against mobile quarterbacks. Kyler Murray is daddy, basically, the last couple of years oh. against the Niners. I'm sorry. I yeah. don't want them playing Arizona. Boomer sooner. I I respect that. I respect so. that. All right. Now, now let's wrap it up. Angie, thank you so okay. much for coming on. We'll have you on again um, soon. Uh, and uh, we'll have a part three. Probably, Rob, I haven't talked to you about it yet, but we'll probably, we'll probably take Christmas, New Year's off. We'll come back in January. And We're taking the holidays that. off? Okay, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Fine. Hey, so, Maybe the lockout will be over. Yeah, I doubt it. Uh, <laughs> highly doubt. Hey, so for Rob and Doug, our friend Angie, thanks so much for joining, and we'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.